Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to In the Locker Room with my dad, Uncle Max, and the Ninjas on ESPN 970. Oh, yeah. There's my dear sweet little angel, one of my gals. You know, one of the great things that God has done for me, Max, he's given me uh, kids in, in threes. <laughs> I got three grand, three boys. Yeah, I got three guys. I got three girls. I mean, it's like, get yeah, Zooks, man. It just works out perfectly. Well, you know, I mean, li- li- listen, you know, thrice is nice. No, um, there you go. But, uh, you, you know, I, I prefer man coverage, so I'm glad I, I have my two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm sitting there going, yeah. You know, you think about it, I got threes. I got three boys, three girls. I got three grand guys and three grand gals. How about that? Everything, everything's yeah, yeah. in threes. You are, yeah, I mean, your your life is living in multiplication harmony <laughs> all i can there say you go. <laughs> all I, all, but the problem is i can't remember their all their ages and birthdays and everything. i got yeah, the see, three though that, that, that that's that's that at least you remember there's three of each right you, you got three in each category when in doubt you're like hey kid count okay one two three one two three one two three one, two, three, four. Wait a second. That's not ours. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, we have a foreigner here. Oh, yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. I can only go to a hard count, Coach. That's it, okay? <laughs> that's why I played yeah, offensive that's, line. That's all, that's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> we went on four one time, and three of us jumped off sides. Nah, that never happened again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, and Ben knew not to attempt that with us. Uh, <laughs> Statistics show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even the best alignment exactly. are going to forget and mess this up it, the longer that you go into a, a snap count. Well, think about this, Max. Pittsburgh is 12-5 and five in their last 17 games from last year. You know, going Ooh-ha. back to, yes, I like that. Okay, Kenny is 7-4 and four at Acrisure. But this is interesting. Both teams are slow starters. Both teams pick up the pace in the second half. Green Bay leads the league in second-half scoring at 15.5 points. And the Steelers' D is only allowing eight points in the second half. Wow. I mean, that's a clash of two things coming together this weekend. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. I mean, uh, (laughs) once again, I I have to go back to last week's game. Right, right. I know. I know. I, it's, trust, trust me. If I didn't have to, I wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> they're the opponent. They're the opponent, no matter what the football looked like. Um, and you're right. I mean, it was funny coming out of halftime. It was it was a question of okay, you know what? 
are the Packers going to do? Because it was offensively, you're like, okay, Jordan Love. I mean, he got hit hard a couple times. Right. Um, you know, Aaron Jones was an obvious overuse. One of the wide receivers going to make some catches because there was that one throw where Christian Watson had two steps on on the uh, on the DB for the Rams, and he and Jordan Love just short stroked it, just mm-hmm. about four yards too short. It would have been a. You're talking about last touchdown. week's game, just so everybody yeah, understands. Yeah, last week's game. Yeah, yeah, yeah last that week's you game. covered. Go, going yeah. back to yeah, that I actually covered. I was yes. actually there. I was in Green Bay. You did the uh, call. Yes. Yeah, I did the okay. call for this game, and it was like, man, if they could just get a play, and then even though I know they said that um, Christian Watson didn't have a concussion, the one play he does get comes down with it, hits the ground hard, and then he's out the game. So mm-hmm. it was, so it's like, so I mean, that's where I like, I struggle Wolf because the ebbs and the flows of this game are so weird and it's tough to really judge them. But in the second half, like there was a little bit more consistency than in the first half because you actually saw Romeo Dobbs make a couple of catches, right? Luke Musgrave makes a catch. But it's still a lot predicated. Aaron Jones really helps those second-half numbers because they they want to grind on you. A.J. Dillon is going to run between the tackles, even though they will throw him outside the tackles. Right. Um, he just, he, he's, he's, he's just built for short yardage. I mean, to be completely honest. And... He covered everything for for Aaron Jones, but he didn't do it. He didn't do it that exceptional, and it was just light and day. But they are a heck of a combo backfield, so it is going to be something where they are going to try and wear you down early, so that they can get to that second half scoring based off of what they did in the first half to kind of beat you up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is yeah. I I just find it so odd that you could have two teams that are such slow first-half starters. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, yeah. you get, the Steelers are averaging 2.6 points in the first quarter, and the Packers are at 1.6. You know, and it's yeah. similar in the second quarter. You know, and it, it, it's just like, wow. Um, you know, we're not the only ones that have trouble getting started at the beginning of the, of the game. You know I mean? Other teams suffer that too, and it seems like no one else – uh, nobody ever thinks about anybody else having issues with getting a fast start, but certainly last week for the Steelers, that was a step in the right direction, making sure to come out and get a roll in there. But certainly, you know, it, this is going to be interesting because somebody's got to get going, you know, in the in the first half, you would think anyhow. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, process of elimination, right? I mean, you just feel like, hey, one of these guys has to do something. One of the, who who is the poser and who is who is the person that's going to take advantage of this, right? You right. know, I mean, it, it it really comes down to that. And I think, you know, for the Steelers, this was a great opportunity to to have have a chance at, um, you know, being being just kind of kind of proactive, like taking your own fate into your own hands, taking the ball first and then take it, driving it all the way down and scoring a touchdown, right? Like, why can't we do this all the time? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why true. can't we make this a habit? A lot of other habits we could get rid of. 
just 15 minutes a day. No. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> in just 15 minutes a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you it, losing it, your it, mind? <laughs> no, no. But it, it, but it's like to create a, you know, if you spend 15 minutes a day every day for. Oh, you know, oh I see. Yeah. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. It's like 15 minutes a day. Um, that seems arbitrary, but right. Um, you know, for the Steelers to get that first drive touchdown in a regular season game, that was something that was just hanging on our heads. Um, and now I think because we've done it, and now it's not a matter of when, it's a matter of next. Yeah. <laughs> I think it will come a lot easier. Well, I, I truly believe that. I would think so, Max. Think about this. We had two droughts, all right? One was starting fast, scored on the opening drive. Second was we had Deontay Johnson score a touchdown. Those are two big droughts in the offensive uh, department, shall we say. And I think it's I think things are going to start breaking up. The droughts are over. I think, you know, we come out and uh, I got a feeling. I don't know. I'm just saying I got a feeling we come out and things are gaining traction here. We're gaining some momentum. And I really look towards after this game, when we get the Friar Muth back, when we get uh, Minka Fitzpatrick back. You know what I mean? They, they, those are great mm-hmm. additions for the second half of the season. Well, I I, th- I, th- I think I think it's, it only gets better, right? I mean, because yeah. everybody's got injuries this time of year, and right. everybody's got somebody key that's missing from your team. I mean, just heck, look around the league, look at the quarterback situation. I mean, <laughs> we've got we've already had forty eight different starting quarterbacks. Isn't that crazy? It's ridiculous. But but here's the funny thing: that was the same exact number as last year. Did you get a start? <laughs> You started. No, anywhere? no, I did not get no, to start. Neither but, did I. But remember, Kenny Pickett was a part of that. Was a part of that number last year. True, that's true. Yep. And, and now, now we don't have to worry about it. But I mean, but you just look at like Minnesota, right? I mean, how many? How, you know, having to bring Josh Dobbs off the streets, and now he he went in and won them a game right out the gates. I yes. mean, how crazy is that? You look at L.A. bringing in Carson Wentz, pretty much off the couch. Um, because they, they've already gone through starters. Um, Arizona's now back to Kyler Murray. He's a third he's he's a third starter for that team this season. I mean, so a lot of different things have happened around this league, and that's something that, you know, thank goodness we've only had to do it once where we've had to press Mitch into in, in, into service, but that's as far as we've had to go. Right. Um, you know, we've had injuries at other places, right? You know, losing Cam at the beginning of the year. Um, and now we finally got him back. Losing Minka right now, and we'll get him back. Pat Fryermuth is another one. Um, so, I mean, so everybody has their bugaboos at this point of the year, but it's who manages those bugaboos better it are the teams that, 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 that ascend, I feel, in the next month. Because most of those things, as long as you're working on especially for us, as long as we're working it out through the month of November and we get through Thanksgiving – I think I think I think December, because of all the adversity built up, is going to start to pay dividends when we get to December. We got I mean now don't get me wrong, we got a rough stretch to get to December. <laughs> you know, right. going to Ohio twice and having to deal with that. But we can weather that storm. I think that's what's gonna really start to build the character of this team. Absolutely. You know, I again I think I just see this as you know, every season's a journey unto itself. You know what I mean? It's like Sarcastic Sword says. You know, it's like a book, and each each uh, game is a chapter, you know, as you build through the season. And part of the process of building a team is you go through a season building that team. 
And you were part of one of the greatest years ever when you put together that uh, Super Bowl in, what was it, 2000, what was it, 5? Yeah, it? 05 team. Yeah, the 05, 05 team. Team, 06 Super When Bowl. you got hot at the end, right? I mean, that, exactly. that, that, was, that was unbelievable. Here you are. I think you just come off the worst loss of the season. And and you got Bill Cower talking about we got to put it together and 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 you know get the victories you know uh, in a row here and get on get on a momentous type of roll and bamo you guys did it yeah no and it started with Chicago um, you know that was a game coming off of you know a bad indie game a bad Baltimore game both of those losses right um, right that was when Bussy ran over Erlacher in the in the uh, uh with the snow, the snow on the ground yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then Heinz Field uh yes <laughs> yeah. yes you know and, and I just I remember that play because it, it was it was off the right side and red had pulled and then Bussy just took a, a gap wider and there was Erlacher because he was a sideline to sideline guy but was was a lawn dart when it was all said and done. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bussy just absolutely trucked him. I was just watching. I was just staring. Like I, it's funny when you watch, like you watch the video and you catch some of the still shots of it. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm just there in the background, just like staring. Like, oh my god, you got to see this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what it feels like when he runs up my back on goal line. <laughs> 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 what do you get a ballistic enema? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so I remember yeah, that so well because I, I remember making a remark to Tunch that if this was deer season, some Yinzer would pull up in a camouflage jeep and put Erlacher on the hood and strap yeah. him down because he just yeah, exactly. he just got run over. He's like, hey, hey, road hey, kill, sixteen pointer. You don't, yeah. you don't want to let that one go. <laughs> road kill. No doubt exactly. about it. Count the points on that rack. I'll take credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really think, you know, I'm looking forward to this game because I think this is a, a, a matchup that really does favor the Steelers. And certainly, you, you're going to want to have that fast start. You want to come out smoking for the crowd at home and be able to take advantage of it like you did last week. And you, can, you see what you can do when you play with a lead rather than playing from behind. Yeah, and I think that's something that you just have to get the experience. And I think for us, you know, coming out and, and getting that experience lets us know we can do it, right? Right. It, it, it's, 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 it's like when you go and you get, you know, that random, like, pop quiz and you do well on it. You're like, okay, I'm ready for the test. <laughs> like, that's kind of how it is for a team during a season. Like, like when you haven't been able to do it and then you finally do it, then it becomes infectious. It becomes, you know, the st the starting basis of a habit. Now, you have to go out and do it and do it back-to-back -back times, but it gives you confidence that you can do it instead of worrying like, oh, my God, here we go again. Mm -hmm. You know, it now becomes, all right, here we go again. Let's do this again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take yeah. charge. And I think because I think it was important for us to have that Vegas game to let us know that we could go do what we did like in the Rams. And, and you can have those second-half performances where you can gut it out. I mean, think about how that Ravens game went um, and how that was just a slugfest. Like, you have to have these kind of moments, not just teachable moments, but highlight moments where you have highlight-worthy plays and saying, hey, we can do this. This isn't foreign to us, <laughs> you know, right. to do it. There's like, but we do also have a formula. We we win ugly. And and I know, I, I know that's like, oh, my gosh, 
went ugly. Ugly is beautiful when you're in the W column. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because at the end of the day, it's about wins and losses. There, like, you know, I say this very often. Style points do not matter in the NFL because style points are arbitrary. Because um, you look at, you know, when te- when people are talking about some of the best teams in the league. You know, Cleveland has the best defense in the league, and they're so good. Well, we beat them, and we beat that defense. Um, Baltimore, arguably the number two best team in the league. Well, they lost to us and also the Houston yeah. Texans. Uh, right. You know, they're, 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 they're so unstoppable and complete. Well, they weren't, they're, they're incomplete when they play the Steelers. So it doesn't matter what the other team does the rest of the time. It's what do you do when we're head-to-head? Yeah. <laughs> That's what really matters. And now we will have to go out take the show on the road because we still have all three road division games left. But, you know, just knowing that we have that fight in us and that it's not too big, it's not too intimidating, I think really helps us. And this in this Green Bay game, I feel like, is going to be a game that's going to also help with revealing that character of this team. Well, no doubt about it. Well, we got a break because we have Missy Matthews coming up. But it's Woo-hoo! funny, Max. I just had a conversation the other day with a guy. It was so funny. He said, we'll never beat Baltimore again. I said, didn't we already beat him once? He goes, yeah, but you can't do it again. I'm like, why not? And he goes, well, you just can't. What, because you say so? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. Because you, th- because you thought about it? Yeah. Oh, my are goodness. You, what are you, Gandalf the Gray standing on the bridge? <laughs> you shall not pass? What? what, what? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? What if he was Gandalf, though? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'd be pretty Ooh. cool, huh? Oh, yeah. That'd that, be... I mean, it would, be, it would be cool, you know. And then, of course, I, I want to see Frodo and, and the rest of the Hobbits, too, because I want to ha- I have second breakfast with them. Uh, anywho. <laughs> oh, I like that second breakfast. Okay, listen, yeah. we're going to go to break, but I'm going to ask each of your questions. Don't answer it yet because we're going to ask Missy the same thing. If you win the coin toss, do you put your offense out there first? Or do you defer? We're going to ask that question. Think about it while you're out there perusing. We'll be back with more from the locker room. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, you know it is a Friday inside the locker room when you hear that music, a little hip-hop beat. I think I think we're kind of saying that, that Missy is the hip and puts the hop <laughs> in the day for the locker room. Uh, with that beat in, inspired by Bad Boy Records, um, since we can't use official record, uh, you know, songs and everything, we we kind of deal with it. So it was a good inspiration. But yes, we are joined by, of course, you know, Steelers. I'll just say anchor, anchor. I think is best because she does it all digitally, you know, content wise, and then also she braves the elements with me on the sidelines, like we will on Sunday together. She is the one, the only Missy Matthews. Missy, how are you doing today? Hey guys, I'm great. I'm I'm ready for some football. We had, you know, some extra days, and let's go. <laughs> yes. In other words, exactly. the kids are taking over, are they? <laughs> you got to get out of the house. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> yes, I did get to go to their flag football game though last Sunday, which was cool. Ooh, um, very good. So, yeah, at least I got to enjoy that. So I still had a football Sunday, so it was good. Very good indeed. All right, Missy. All right. I, since I I had to ask the question ahead of time and didn't realize so, so this was teased it. yeah Matt, this is max's segment right but i blew it so i i kind of goofed up but <laughs> missy with the great success of winning of beat going putting your offense out there first last week and they go down they score touchdown if, if mike tomlin wins the coin toss this week what do you do go score a touchdown <laughs> do it back to back there you go you have you have to with these two teams. No one likes to score in the first half between them. Um, and I just think you did it last week. Do it again. Give yourself a little buffer. And stop with, you know, there was five punts and two interceptions in the seven games leading into last Thursday. Um, so I just think that whatever mojo you had working, do it again. Beautiful. Max, can you weigh in on that? And Wes, too. What would you guys say? I, I'm I'm going with yeah yeah let, let let's just do it let's see what happens why not roll the dice and be be very aggressive in these situations I think if you have the option then it's a no win say you lose the toss you know the other team's deferring so you're gonna get it either way but I think if you just go ahead and take it out that hey this is something we want maybe maybe you pull the mind game maybe you pull a mind game on, on the other team. It's like, man, they did it on Thursday. They took it and they went down to score. Let's try and divert that. We will, def- we will, def- we we will take the ball. Oh, we get it out the half. Okay, we fooled them again, and we get the double score opportunity. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay with it because I think that shows trust and confidence, and you start to build that with the offense by putting them out there and also saying, "Hey, defense, we know you're going to do the job. Let the offense go out and set the pace." Beautiful. What do you say, Wes? I'm going to go my own way here, much like Fleetwood Mac. And um, I just, listen. Can't, can't say that on air. No, I just can't. I just can't. Right I, can't, I, can't play, I can't play it on air. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a millennial, okay? I'm a vibes guy. And to me, when you're at home, I want the defense out there first. All right? The crowd's jacked up. They've been nice and hydrated. They're in the stadium. The music's bumping. They're ready to go. I don't want to put my offense out there and have the crowd sit on their hands and be quiet. I want the towels twirling. I want the energy. I want the juice. I want a big sack from TJ Watt to blow the roof off the place two minutes into the game. I'm putting the defense out there, baby. All right. The lone the lone stranger. That would be West. Okay. Exactly. Therefore, Missy, when you see – oh, I forgot. This is your – Max, take over, would you? I keep forgetting this. I, I mean, you keep going. I, I mean, know, I'm not going to sit here and fight I'm it. Sorry. I mean, we have, we have a whole show to go. I'm going to interrupt you later anyway, so it, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Yeah. You take a look at that first drive. That was eight passes, three runs. The beauty of it was it was very similar to a guy that Max played with when he had the great Ben Roethlisberger early in his career. You know, he didn't throw for 300, 400, 500 yards right out of the get-go. You know, there was a lot of buck 50, buck 75, and some great defense, great running. I don't know. That just seemed to be a good formula when you got 166 yards rushing and 160 yards of passing, and you got a defense doing a job like that. Yeah, and I think, you know, especially for Kenny Pickett in this offense as they're trying to find their groove in the second half, taking care of the football, which they've done a great job of, um, is half the battle. Don't lose the game um, in the first half for the team, but help 
give the defense more chances to take it away, give it back to you um, and score those points. And I, I think, you know, we finally saw what we wanted from this offense um, last Thursday night and the, the weighty downs, the money downs, possession downs, coach Tomlin calls them a lot of things, but they were money on those last week. And everyone has talked about the execution of them um, not going three and out. And, when you have a 50% efficiency rate on third down for the first time, we saw what this offense can look like. We saw the numbers of the rushing yards. And I loved your guy, uh, Broderick Jones, yesterday saying, well, like at Georgia, we always got 200. So, like, that wasn't good enough. Um, let's go. Let's get more than 200 yards rushing. But I just thought that it was a good step for them. And we have maybe seen baby steps. So, maybe this was like a uh, – a toddler step? Is that the next one? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's bigger than a baby step. Yeah, it's a toddler. It's more like a to- it's more like a toddler, like you know, like 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 tilt to run, where they're kind of a little head first there, and they're trying to catch up with, right. with, with the weight of their head falling forward. You know, so <laughs> yeah. the Charlie bigger. Brown run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, uh, Missy. You know, one of the things I think I, I think we kind of do make a big deal about it, but because the results were the results. We kind of look at it. Uh, we put more of a spotlight on it. But, you know, Matt Canada addressing being on the field versus in the booth and how he'll be doing it again uh, come Sunday. I mean, you know, what what was like some of the player reaction to it um, leading to Matt Canada being on the field? I know he was receptive to the idea, um, whether it was forced or not, that, that's no of no consequence. But I thought he had some really good points to say about it. I mean, what is the general mood about about this shift um, in offensive play calling? I think even if they didn't win, which obviously we're glad that they did, it was something that would probably stick because I just felt like the communication was so valuable for all of them. Um, being able coach to coach, interaction face to face, player to coach, uh, being able to share a surface tablet. I know he always communicates clearly with the offensive coaches, specifically quarterbacks coach Mike Sullivan and Kenny Pickett, and sometimes things are relayed. You're you're taking out, you know, the middleman. You're not playing telephone. We know how that can go sometimes. And I think just being able to get a vibe of maybe what the guys are feeling or seeing or if there's something down there. I do think for Matt, it was uncomfortable in the sense that he likes that bird's eye view. So for him, this is a big change coming down on the field. But as he said, there's pros and cons to all of it, and it worked. And it was, you know, how much of the reason they won, but it was a reason. And as you said, he's going to continue to do that against Green Bay. I just thought that it made sense. Um, and maybe who knows whose decision it was. No one's ever going to tell us that. But I think we all know the boss guy kind of makes those decisions. Missy, I got to ask you, you, we've had the luxury of uh, a pair and a spare. Three inside linebackers doing a great job. Cole Holcomb, of course, going out. So now you got Landon Roberts. We got Quan Alexander. Still two very uh, excellent linebackers there. But Landon Roberts got a little bit of a knee problem. Didn't work yesterday. Uh, Has there been any whispers about Michael Walker coming up maybe? Um, about doing something there, or is is Mark Robinson going to be the guy that maybe gets a share of the uh, pair and the spare? Yeah, well, Walker said that, you know, I think yesterday it was that, you know, he's getting some regular reps now, um, not just like the practice squad one. Okay. But it makes sense. You know, you, you had those three guys. That was such a cohesive 
um, coming together unit that was just playing well. And Coach Tomlin talked about it on Tuesday. They had the luxury of having a three-man rotation at that spot. Now they're back to a more traditional. I don't think he's saying that you're not going to see Mark Robb and other guys, but I think a lot of the onus is going to fall now on Quan Alexander and Alandon Roberts. I think Alandon's going to be fine to go for the game, um, which isn't a problem. But, you know, Cole was the guy who was the green dot. Um, and even yesterday, defensive coordinator Terrell Austin said it wasn't just communicating out of the huddle um, on the field. It was also coming off the field in those are things where he said everyone else is going to have to pick up that slack because Cole was so good at that. So it's something they're going to have to get used to. Um, I don't like the way Minka Fitzpatrick's trending. I think we all knew that maybe this week was iffy for him to be able to return, but I just think not having Minka and Cole, two big communicators for that defense, isn't great. So there are going to have to be a number of guys that step up and really help fill that role. Yeah, no, it, it, it's one of those that's going to be, you know, something as we wait. Um, I noticed also, you know, where are we at with uh, D-line? Um, obviously, you know, Cam not practicing. Um, Montrevious had that had that ankle injury. Um, where are we at with the guys on the D-line that haven't practiced um, over the last couple of days? I mean, I think for Cam, you – came off IR, you had surgery, you rehabbed, you played in a Thursday night game, you played more snaps than you thought you were going to play because of that injury to Montrevious Adams and just how the the game flow was going. Um, Because I know we talked about that last Friday, how he was like, yeah, I thought I was going to play 20 to 30 snaps. Um, But he had more time to recover. Cam doesn't usually practice on Thursdays. He kind of gets that, you know, contusion of the birth certificate, that day (laughs) off type deal. His coach once referred to uh, Troy Polamalu. And um, I think you're just going to be careful with him coming off of that injury and playing games. It it just makes sense to me. I think Montrevious today is probably going to be a big day to determine it, not practicing two days in a row. I don't know if he's in that, like, you know, veteran area where you can do a little bit on a Friday and still be good or not. I I think that's the one that it's hard to tell which way that's going to swing, but they got all those Wisconsin Badger guys and, uh, you know, different people that are going to have to step up if not, but we've, we've seen a lot of the defensive line, the younger guys um, when Cam was out for those six or seven games. So I'm interested to see what Montrevious is able to do today for sure. Okay. Well, uh, the Packers are allowing a league-worst catch rate of uh, near 65% on throws 20-plus yards past the line of scrimmage, Missy. Um, also, the Packers are one of the their top four for using um, the most single-high safety. In the, in the locker room, we say, single-high, let it fly. Could this be George Pickens' <laughs> moment where, you know, I mean, if you're not covering well down the field, you use a lot of single-high safety, and you got George Pickens – Maybe this is going to be one of those uh, grabacious weekends by George Pickens. How about a George Pickens and Calvin Austin the third big game? Ooh, ooh! Oh, We've seen just both of I those think, guys. With... I think I got it figured out, and y'all, y'all smarted me there. How about that? Okay. Well, <laughs> I did outsmart you. We're just having, you know, we're just we're just having a little conversation about what we would do if we got to make big time decisions, but we don't. So that's why we get to have fun. There you go. I I mean, I think you have to get Pickens involved, obviously for a number of reasons. I, I just think that 
as you said, though, it, it makes sense in terms of what you would put together for the game plan. I don't think this is about forcing the ball to him because, as I was saying earlier, right. Kenny has been taking care of the football, right. and you don't want to get into a decision where you try to make a wide receiver happy and it backfires and puts you guys behind. So um, I am interested to see because I do think schematically they have to find ways to get him open more too as well. It's not just – well, if two guys are going to cover him, then, like, we're just going to go to Deontay. That can't be the plan. Um, so, I think maybe we'll see a little bit more in terms of what they're able to do to uh, scheme him open on Sunday. No, I, I mean, I feel really good about it, especially when you look at just kind of how that dissemination – Jair Alexander is going to draw somebody, and then it's it's rookies <laughs> that, that get the other duty, right? It's – it's going to be Carrington Valentine, um, rookie corner. Uh, had, a, had a good game, you know, post the Rasul Douglas trade, but he's still a rookie at the end of the day. And, of course, I know Rudy Ford is tracking to play this week, but, you know, you still have to make a decision who's going to play the opposite safety. Anthony Johnson Jr., another rookie, will probably get that task after his performance on Sunday. So it, it, it's going to be a great opportunity to see what – you know, the rest of our wide receiving core can kind of do based on whoever gets, you know, first duty or the, the, the quote-unquote double team of <laughs> the receiving core. But, uh, you know, Missy, one of the things also, you know, kind of talking about, um, you know, defensively, because I know Aaron Jones is going to be featured, um, you know, with the secondary, Pat, Pat P actually played the most safety snaps he's ever played <laughs> on Thursday. Right. Um, is, do you feel like that's a trend? Has that been talked about as far as that role moving forward? Um, especially given this time off and seeing what the results were with, with having Joey Porter Jr. starting at the cornerback position in, in uh, most base situations? Yeah, and I think um, Pat Pete, he's just such a great guy, and I think he's so funny too. And he's, you know, he's one of those media guys that like will definitely be up for the chief board for sure. But mm. they, I think somebody asked him uh, – are you still listed as a cornerback or should we change that? Um, and, you know, he just smiled and laughed and said, I'm going to do whatever the team needs me to do basically, but did admit that, you know, it was, uh, he, he got the, the nod from coach D earlier in the week that he was going to have to play some safety and whatnot. And he took the challenge and was ready to go for it. So I think he has embraced that. And even it goes back to when he signed in the off season as a free agent that, he was comfortable with being moved around and playing different spots. And I think it makes sense, especially as we were talking about a little bit earlier, if you're not able to have Mika Fitzpatrick again for this game. So um, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. And I think Joey Porter jr. Has been brought along where hopefully maybe there's not a, a rookie slump type deal uh, slowly bringing him into the defense. We saw what he was able to do last week against D hop. Um, and just building that role for him as it continues. And Levi Wallace, who was dealing with an injury, he's not on the practice report, injury report at all this week. So he'll also be available. So I think it kind of makes sense to do that with Pat P again. Well, last thing from me, Missy, do the Steelers go uh, 4-0 and in block jerseys, throwbacks? I love the block jerseys, the block number jerseys. My goodness, I wish they had never gone to the other ones. But certainly, they're, they're 3-0 and over the last three games. Uh, I love the fact and uh, they're, they're going to pull out those block letters yet again this weekend. I'm optimistic. I, I think the Steelers can win this game. Um, and I, 
I think they will. I think there's just everything's trending. And even Max, you were talking about Alexander. He hasn't practiced this week. Um, and it doesn't sound very good, at least from what I was reading in terms of coming out of Green Bay yesterday for his availability for Sunday. So that would be a huge loss for their defense as well. So I'm going to go four and Wolf. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> all right. I'm with you. There we go. Well I, well, I can't complain. All right, last one for me, Messi. Um, you know, I, I know that, you know, a lot has been made about George Pickens and his, his immaturity. You know, there was a pebble in the shoe statement made um, on yeah. Tuesday. Um, there's other Steelers alum who had some harsher words to say out in the media about it. Um you know, in the locker room, has that been something that's really come up or have we noticed some type of issue with that? Because I think it's a non-issue personally, but, you know, obviously you would know the mood better than I would. I mean, are, are guys even, you know, thinking about that? Has that been has that been something that has, you know, presented a distraction for the team? I don't think it's a distraction other than it's clearly a, uh, the media is interested in it. And of course, Coach Tomlin was going to get asked about it on Tuesday. That was the first time after whatever the social media, you know, deleting whatever happening um, over the weekend because it was a long weekend due to the Thursday night game. The players have been asked about it. I do not think it is impacting them whatsoever, but they've been really supportive of George Pickens and even Najee Harris. He He's uh, a very uh, elongated talker, but I mean, he went into detail. Hey, I talked to him at halftime of that game. I talked to him after the game. I even reached out over the weekend, like, Hey man, what's up? Talk to him again on Monday. Deontay Johnson has, you know, done the same thing. They, they're all like rallying around him. And I think they get, um, it's frustrating. You want to be part of the solution and part of the reason why a team gets a win. So I'm with you, Max. I don't think it's an issue. I think, something crazy would have to happen where, you know, maybe the veterans start getting involved, the Cam Haywards of the world. And that would obviously be a problem if that's the the thing that it takes. I just think right now it's kind of a pebble in a shoe, as, as Coach Tomlin said. All right. Well, Missy, we appreciate the time. We appreciate it as, as always. Anytime we get to talk to you on these airwaves and we're going to see you at the stadium on Sunday. Uh, and I'll see you bright and early and, uh, we, okay. we, we can't wait for it. What, what were you about to say? No, I was going to say, can't wait to see you guys. It's been so long. It has been a I long know. time, man. Get 10 day Zeus. break. Jeez. What are we going <laughs> to, what, what do we do with ourselves? Flag football. I was in green Bay eating cheese and watching Packers, um, and Rams. So yeah, we had a lot to do in our free time, but at the end of the day, it's Steeler time and can't wait for it. So you have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you on Sunday. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we're going to step aside, and we'll be back inside the locker room. It's Wolf's turn, and I'm not going to lead the witness um, into the break. So I'm going to let him have his own segment here inside the locker room on ESPN and SNR Radio. <laughs>
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gets the snap, fakes the handoff, throws that pass over the middle on a dead run. George Pickens, he's at the 40, 35, a man falls down, 25, 20, 15, 10, Pickens, touchdown. 71 yards for George Pickens from Kenny Pickett. Oh, yeah, sweet Billy. And here's the thing, Max, single high, let it fly. This is one of the secondaries that, they're in the top four for using single high safeties a lot. And when you get that single high, you know, sometimes chances are you're going to let it fly. You have that opportunity to get mano y mano. And certainly George Pickens would be one guy. But, um, you know, you look at this, and and it's like Missy said, you can't force feed anybody just because somebody's having a bad hair day. You know what I mean? It's like you've got to understand that the ball's got to go to where they're allowing you to send to, to, to throw the ball. And Kenny is, is, again, as Missy pointed out, is doing a great job of protecting the ball. You know, I mean, because he's only thrown yeah. – um, what's he thrown? One in – what's that one – oh, well, no, I can't say it, can I? What? One, he's only thrown one interception over the last. That's right. That's right. That's right. La 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 la. Can't hear you. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Okay. Bruno. Who's Bruno? It's an Encanto song. Okay. It's an Encanto song. It's a Disney song. Just we don't talk about Bruno. Or if you want to go a little bit more of the Wizarding World, you know, he who shall not be named. Okay. There you go. That stat. That's that's that. That stat is 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 a Dark Lord stat. So we don't talk about that. He who shall not be named. <laughs> we will throw that stat in the trash. So whatever you thought you heard, you did not hear Steelers Nation because Wolf is not allowed to say those things. Dump button. I'm gonna. Pr- don't make me press the red button, Wolf. Don't make him press the red button, Wolf. That's when I blow up. <laughs> exactly. That that is red button worthy. Um, can say if you would have completed that statement. Um, Think about it though. Twenty plus yards down the field, the Packers are last. In yes. uh, coverage Let's capabilities. Let's yes. focus on that. Let's focus on that. To me, and the fact that they played so much single high safety, that that naturally comes about to me, as, and also, as Missy said, you got to think about Calvin Austin. Yes, yes. Just think about the, one, the, the big penalty that Calvin drew uh, <clears throat> when he ran that streak route. What was that? Was that the um, – on the Thursday night game, right? Yeah. Uh, the one, the one I remember on the on the Thursday night game was when he got set up with L. Shazir or Azir, the yeah, linebacker. Yeah, Aziz, yeah, yeah. And and what a terrific job! Hey, you know, props are, are props. Matt Canada put it in a formation that got the the Packers covering a guy like Calvin Austin with well, a linebacker. Titans, Titans. I'm Titans. sorry. Yes, Titans. Titans. Yes, I know. I was kind of like losing my mind. We we hope to get. That type of same Packer matchup. Yes. 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 <laughs> Linebacker on Calvin Austin. Yes, exactly so. But props to Matt Canada. He's the one that, that did called it out and ranged it. Yeah, no, I I really liked it. And like you said, I think it was something that was uh that was really cool to see. And like you said, it, it breeds results because I think of that Tampa Bay preseason game, right? Things that happened earlier in the year right. coming to coming to fruition in the regular season and still getting the same result. 
um, you know, getting that big play because you're going to dial it up to throw it to that guy, knowing that there that, that there's a penalty opportunity because the guy just isn't fast enough and he doesn't want to give up the bomb for a touchdown. Right. So he's going to he's going to interact with that guy before he's supposed to interact with that guy. Um, so you know, it was a good thing, and those are some of the sneaky hidden yards, and those are some of the more you know, chess style moves that have to be done on the field. Yes, there might be an open wide receiver. Yes, there might be a play to be had. But if I can steal some yardage, you know, from the other team because right. they have a propensity to do something, I'm not going to call it the Patrick Peterson tell or anything. But it, it's it's just the stratagem of, of the game plan. You want to get some of those plays in there just to test him because if they don't, and they allow him to complete that pass. It's a huge play regardless. But more often than not, a guy is going to see his life flash before him as Calvin Austin is getting further and further away from him. And and you you know that feeling. Your spidey senses start to tingle when right. you're out there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, something's about to happen. The ball is getting closer to me because I hear a roar building. <laughs> so, you know, he, so it's either, oh, man, I need to speed up or, oh, man, I got to stop this from happening. You know, it's kind of two different things that go through your head um, in those moments. So I think, you know, I think that is something that, you know, as we look at it, like you said, playing single high as much as they do. And I think, you know, that's based out of design to try and press and throw off timing. Um, but also, you know, in those type of zone type situations, you've got a lot of young guys out there and communication isn't always the best as uh, as I've as I've read and seen from this Packers team with just the amount of young guys and you know backups that are starters in these situations that it makes it really tough on both ends of the ball but especially on the defensive side of the ball unquestionably so all right that's a wrap on the first hour we're going to the second hour where Max leads off and I shall not <laughs> I shall not interrupt him at all Max shall not be infringed baby <laughs> His rights right. to lead the way shall not be infringed upon. All the more coming from the locker room here after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.